This daily hunt from Seawolf Pod was recorded Thursday, May 24th, 2018. As such, things you hear may have changed since then. For the latest updates on Seawolf's rugby, please visit www.seawolfpod.com and follow Seawolf Pod on Instagram for the most recent news and highlights. Please be aware, in the interest of time, I do not censor this podcast. Also, today's episode is more directed towards new fans to the game, as I'll be explaining rugby laws. Here's the show. This is Seawolf Pod. Good day, Wolf Pod. If you are a Seattle Seawolves Major League Rugby fan or curious about the team, you're in the right place. If you're not, there are many other reasons that could bring you here as Seawolf Pod is the numero uno, number one source for Seattle Seawolves content. Aside from serving the best fans in MLR, Seawolf Pod is number one because it's completely, 100%, no blurred lines, clear as day, independent from... Yes, independent from both Major League Rugby and Seattle Seawolves. I am a one-man wolf pod working for myself in the spirit of the most successful team rugby has ever seen. As has been said by many a wise man before me, no one looks out for the All Blacks. The All Blacks look out for themselves. Nevertheless, someday I might ask for a little help um, to continue, but all that's needed is my purest of passions for the greatest game on earth, rugby union. Should should probably mention my name now and a bit about myself. I am Raymond T., your host, a super fan of the Seattle Seawolves, as well as the founder, the host, and a bunch of other things at Seawolf Pod, including my self-bestowed nicknames, One Man Wolf Pod and One Take Wonder. Great, right? I started playing rugby at Lewis and Clark College and now play for the Oregon Sports Union, a.k.a. ORSU, O-R-S-U. That's Oregon Sports Union Jesters. One more time, ORSU Jesters. That is a USA Senior Men's Club rugby team. Uh, My teammates at Orsu have squared up against and even played with Seawolves as well as other MLR players. Um, I have too. So here's how we are going to start. Today's a little different. I want you to stop the podcast, but not yet until I finish these instructions. They're really easy. So when you stop the podcast, go to Seawolf Pod TV on YouTube. You can find it on my website, seawolfpod.com. I know. Seems like a marketing gimmick, and maybe it is, but just trust me. I'm going to review an occurrence of a penalty from the match between Utah at Seattle last weekend. Once you're on my channel, Seawolf Pod TV, simply watch the video, World Rugby Laws, Penalty During the Ruck. It's about a minute. Pay close attention, or as close attention as you can. If you haven't seen these things before, it could all move fast. Then return here to the podcast. I'll wait up for you. No, seriously, watch. Okay, are you done yet? Okay, so this will be short and sweet. Here's what we're talking about today. I'm going to get wrong the standardized way of referencing the law, um, but world rugby laws are divided numerically into categories, the laws. Uh, Law 15, it's the ruck. Under law 15 is point 16, which dictates during the ruck what is not allowed. Then under this section is point E, E as in Everett, Washington. So that is World Rugby Law 15, the ruck, or just ruck. Go down to point 16, 
and then subpoint E, E as in Everett Washington. Um, you don't even have to follow along and do this, but if you do want to, it's just at um, worldrugby.org or laws.worldrugby.org. I'll I'll make it all clear for you here if you don't want to follow along because um, you'd have to pause and whatnot and shouldn't be that difficult. So the law reads, players must not kick or attempt to kick the ball out of a ruck. So that's important. Both a successful kick of the ball out of a ruck as well as the attempt to kick out of a ruck are subject to being penalized. So let's talk about this. As you hopefully watched on my YouTube channel, um, you'll have seen, and he was player of the, the week. I mean, just did a great job. This is really no diss on him at all. His game is amazing for us. Um, even though I wasn't sure what he was doing, throwing the ball in at the end, but it happens. That was who we had. So uh, I digress. Tolutau, he was penalized for kicking the ball out of the ruck. This was in like the first or second minute of the game, as you saw in the video on my YouTube channel. Maybe you saw it on Instagram, the briefer version. So the ref or the sir saw Tolutau do this and called an advantage. So he held his um, arm that was closer to the Utah side up towards them to signal that they had the advantage. So what an advantage did, um, if you're not familiar, but that's not the focus today, I could explain it more clearly in another podcast. So that was allowing Utah an opportunity to still try and score. Um, so the penalty that uh, Tolutau committed wouldn't unfairly impede successful play. Um, the, the idea of that is like you could just commit penalty um, after penalty to sort of uh, jam up uh, continuous offense from the other team. Of course, eventually it result in like a penalty try, but um, the, the whole point is to stop that from the get-go by allowing the opposition team a chance to score um, because they you know still get the advantage. It's, it's allowing the game to play on. So once the ref saw Utah wasn't gaining any ground on Seattle after this sort of chip attempt by, I think, Marath, um, he called the penalty. So let's talk. The whole point of today is why did he do that? Why did he call that penalty? Um, and I'm forgetting what the uh, what the signal is for the kicking the ball out of the ruck, but you should be able to find that in a post I put up on Instagram. I should know. Sorry, WolfPod. Full responsibility. So let's talk about something fundamental to rugby to understand why the ref called that penalty. It's called the ruck. I've said it a bunch of times. If you already know what the ruck is, Great. This will just be a little review. If you don't, it's very important, and it's something I'm still going to understand. So um, I don't know much about the ruck since I've always played as a back, but basically when the ball is on the ground and two players go for it, once they make contact with each other over the ball, they can no longer pick the ball up with their hands. Instead, they must, hence the name, quote, ruck, end quote, the ball out with their foot. So if this is what a ruck means then you're probably wondering, why are we penalizing a player for kicking the ball out of the ruck? Didn't he ruck the ball out of the ruck? Well, there are exceptions to every rule. In this case, the exception is preventing cases of unfair play. All rugby laws, in theory, are designed at least with the intention of promoting fair play. You look at a lineout, both teams can contest the ball. You look at a scrum, both teams can contest the ball. Same with passes, kicks, tackles, 
etc. So when the ball is on the ground, often after it is placed following a tackle, players will go into a contest for the ball. That is called the ruck, which I already explained is called a ruck because you are only allowed to use your feet to ruck or get the ball out of the ruck if it was formed by the contact prior to trying to get the ball out. You will see players go for the ball on the ground with their hands before the ruck has been formed by contact. Totally legal. Um, But you have to show your hands, typically, um, to... That's a whole other topic. Um, I won't get into that. So, in the spirit of fair play, one must not kick the ball out. If the ball was underneath both players in the ruck, they could kick it back to their own team. However, if you watch closely, the offending player... Tolutau, our open side flanker for Seattle, is reaching through the ruck with his foot to kick not back towards his team, but disrupt what is a secure ball for the opposition. He is not in a proper position in the ruck. In other words, he is not properly binded on. Besides reaching his foot all the way through, he could reach around, but then that would be a separate penalty for coming in from the side. So in this case, all but one kind of rucking the ball out is allowed, which is exactly what you saw Tolu Tao do. I'm not a ref. I'm not a forward who's often in the ruck or the breakdown. I'm totally open to correction on this. But at the end of the day, the ruck, the breakdown, it's, it's widely considered to have some gray areas. And these are called laws for a reason. They are a matter of interpretation for the sir on the field. That's not to say the sir will wildly punish players for what he could in theory whimsically interpret, or at least you would hope not, despite some recent happenings in world rugby, which we're not going to talk about today. This is about the Seawolves and Major League Rugby, which is the best. Um, but in this case, the penalty called on Tolu Tao is preventing unfair play. Utah made a fair, successful contest for the ball in the ruck, and Tolu Tao's attempt to kick the ball out was preventing continuous, fluid rugby that fairly respects both teams. I'm just trying to explain this to you with some spirit and enthusiasm to keep you engaged. Hope you're still awake. It was a common mistake, I guess. I don't. Nobody holds that against Tolu Tao out there. It happened. He had an amazing game. I just want to make sure you're really getting this. Um, so... Anyways, that's it. That today is your explanation of world rugby laws during the ruck, I believe law 15, ruck, under point 16E, E as in Everett Washington. Go read the law at laws.worldrugby.org, rewatch the YouTube video at Seawolfpod TV, and tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'll take it. But hopefully, I think I've got this one right. Thanks for tuning in to Wolfpod. You're the best fans in Major League Rugby. Keep selling out Starfire Stadium. Feel free to tweet me anytime or contact me on the website with questions about the game. I picked an example from the game because I didn't see any questions. Looking forward to educating whenever needed. Time for my sign-off. You know the deal, WolfPod. Hunt together, pod alone, and go Seawolves.